0: Welcome, everybody, back to the Seattle Sports Union podcast. My name is Abraham Deweese. With me once again are Brian, the Soul Man, Soul man, and Matthew Page. How are you guys doing?
1: Good, good, good. Hey, hey, hey. Good to be here. How are you?
0: I'm doing well, uh, considering there's no sports at all. There's something weird about basketball going on, where I guess they're going to play horse this afternoon, um, and they're going to do it from remote locations, and I don't know how I could... In any way, shape, or form, be interested in that.
2: <laughs> Wait how how do you how do you play horse from remote locations?
0: Well, you set up cameras at different you know all these NBA players they have their own basketball courts in their house right, um, so they're just going to set up cameras at each one of them and.
2: But how do you know if you're in the right spot? I, I yeah okay. <laughs> and why would anyone want to watch that? I, yeah okay, I'm with you. Well, are
0: you gonna are you gonna watch Tiger Daddy or Tiger Mr. or whatever it's called? What? What's that Tiger thing everybody's watching? Oh, right
2: that now? that thing on oh, Netflix. Netflix? No. I I I not addressing that at yeah. all. No. The wife watched that. She said they're all nuts and that the a waste of time.
1: Yeah.
2: But uh, she I, I've been spending my time rewatching Star Trek and then now I've mm-hmm. started Stargate sg one again and it still holds up.
0: Stargate does hold up. I I binged watched Atlantis, Stargate Atlantis the last oh, it's week. A solid show. Yep. Very underrated. And I binged watched Andromeda, Gene Roddenberry's Andromeda.
2: Oh, Andromeda is an underrated show, too. Yeah.
1: Well, I watched Ozark, so there, there's my contribution.
0: Is that a new Star Trek thing?
1: <laughs> if you want it to be. <laughs> oh, okay. Star Trek Ozarks. I was just trying to feel, feel a
2: part of the conversation. <laughs> I, I also watched Galaxy Quest last night. Never, never surrender. Never give up.
0: Yeah, yeah. By Grabthar's hammer,
2: I shall sure it. By Grabthar. <laughs> Um,
0: Yeah, no. Uh, the 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 viewing opportunities are limited. So watching NBA players play horse online, that's what we've that's what we've come to, folks.
1: Yeah, listen to us <laughs> instead of watch that crap.
0: Well, that's a great idea. Please do listen to us and also check, us, check out our great articles on seattlesportsunion.com. We've been a little silent lately, obviously, because there's not much to write about. Um, but the great thing is there are some things going on. The NFL draft is coming up, so you'll see some articles on that as well. Uh, we, I'm going to write an article about the XFL because it has seen, it kind of seems, I'll put it this way, that the XFL may yet again have come and gone. Is it true? Is it truly over? I mean, technically, hasn't technically dissolved. They've just halted operations. What do you guys think? I
1: I, oh, I, 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 I don't want it to be over. But if if it's truly suspended operations through twenty twenty one, I, I don't see how they it can survive, especially with this pandemic going on. And gosh, it, it was off to such a great start too. Um. I, I, I'm going to try to be a believer and hope for the best, but right now I'm I have a fear that it is truly over.
2: Yeah, I have to agree. I, I really, I'm, you know, I hate to see it go. I hate to see it fail, but unfortunately I, I, um, I think it's done. I think it's, uh, I, I think that's it. and um, it will be missed. I think it was a really cool league. I think it offered a lot of the really interesting, uh, dynamics a lot of uh different rules and it was fun to watch and it really fills a need as far as the sport goes um but i just you know financially i don't see them coming back from this unless they get some kind of aid you know like uh, other companies are getting aid from the government and maybe they maybe the ncaa will probably have to get propped up too so maybe maybe there will be some kind of financial aid down the road but if there isn't i don't see it coming back
0: i say it comes back in twenty twenty two. They're just they're just uh, re- regrouping. What what do they say about Marines? They never die. They go to hell and regroup. Mid- Mr. McMahon never will die. He he's just regrouping in hell. And I'm sure there's a lot of ex wrestlers who think that that's where he's headed. But I I honestly <laughs> I honestly believe that okay, it's not going to play this year. Obviously, uh, probably not even next year. But I he still has the money and maybe the time will be right to relaunch it in the future. Um, yeah, I mean, he, he's still got tons of cash in his pocket. He doesn't need a bailout or anything like that.
2: Nope, nope. Go buy go buy uh, gear right now off XFL.com because that Seattle Dragons t-shirt or hat or or uh, sweatshirt will be a collector's item in 30 years. That's what I'm Is saying. Is it on
1: sale?
2: They're, I mean, they still have, they're still fulfilling all orders and everything. They're probably just fulfilling what, you know, whatever they have left in stock. But is it on sale? Yeah,
0: uh, no. we asked We asked a specific question here, Matt. Is it on sale?
1: <laughs>
2: no. Because <laughs> I think no, that's what there, a lot of... Uh,
0: at least I'm waiting for it to go on sale.
2: It probably won't go on sale because people are going to, um, people are going to, you know, still want the gear. And uh, yeah, I mean, their website right now, I'm looking at their front page, they still say that you can get your, your season tickets for 2021 on the front page. Oh, nice. So they... They really have folded down. I mean, they—they're not updating their websites or anything.
0: Or, it's not truly over.
2: Well, it's, they're not going to have 2021 as a season. They've admitted that. But and you, the, but their website the internet
0: says you can buy 2021 season tickets, and you are telling me you don't trust the internet.
2: The internet is always right. It's always lives. right,
0: Matt. Come on.
2: <laughs> there is the human repository of all knowledge in Wikipedia. So, yeah, yeah I, guess, I guess the internet is, is always right.
0: Was it a success? Was the XFL success? Did it, in its short, limited time, make an impression that kind of over, in my opinion, it kind of, uh, uh, it was more successful in the first run. And it kind of, in my opinion, it can kind of prove that you can run like a minor league football Uh, you know, franchise, you can run minor league football and it doesn't, uh, or it does, I'm sorry, it does have a place in this world. I, 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 am glad that it kind of undid with the AAF and the um, first iteration of the XFL um, did, you know.
2: What do you mean undid the, with what the AAF did?
0: Well, the AAF was a failure and the first XFL was a, was a failure, Right. Um,
2: the first MXL was a failure. The second AAF, or the AAF, got caught up in financial issues because the there's a certain billionaire that trashed, that destroyed the yeah. league. And that, um, and, that, and that was
0: a failure in having secure financing. What, I, what I'm saying is yes. the XFL, in my opinion, proves... In okay, a
2: product, it wasn't.
0: Yeah, but the XFL, the most recent iteration, what I think it proves, is that you can do this again. It may not be Vince McMahon. It might be somebody else, but... But I think it's, it shows that it's doable, you know, barring well, act of God.
2: Well, all you need to do is look at the players that got scooped up by the NFL teams immediately. I mean, there was, there was five or six that got signed pretty much immediately. And, you know, when training camp comes, I'm sure there'll be another 20 to 30 that get at least camp invites uh, to come try out for the team. When the NFL gets the red light to actually have camps.
0: So you are um, so you are yeah, saying it's a success then based, based I'm saying
2: that? it's I'm saying it was a complete success as, as far as what it was yes yeah. I I agree it was a
1: success and it's five was it five weeks they played um, like you said it is a good form of minor league football they it, there's even more than ever since we talked last I'd say there're probably up to 15 to 20 players that have been signed by NFL teams and uh, a lot of these guys can make the NFLs backups. Possibly, There might be a future starter there. Um, it was it was fun to watch. I, I like the rules that they altered a little bit in the game. In fact, I think the NFL should consider going after a couple of them, what are, what are them the, out.
0: What are what are those takeaways for you?
1: Um, I, I the kickoff rule, I, I loved. I mean,
0: explain that for the for they, the audience out there
1: how how they all was they, they lined up on the 30 both teams lined up opposite each other it was it on the 35 yard line but they could not 35 40 yard line but they they could not move until the ball was kicked to the uh to the re- kick returner and it just it made the exciting more exciting returns
2: um, it also it also minimized uh, it collisions high speed collisions that was that there you go for kickoffs
1: and then, and then the fact that I, I personally, have always been a believer. I think they should go back to one foot in bounds. I mean, the XFL did one foot in bounds. It eliminates a lot of the stupid instant replay in the NFL. I mean, there've been too many incorrect calls in the NFL. College does one foot in bounds. Just why don't you make it unanimous. I don't think it's that big of a deal. It makes the game more exciting. Um, one other, the third one I really liked was the punts too. Um, if you punt it in the end zone, like you go it's fourth down and we put the Seattle punts it and it goes out through the end zone, the opposing team gets the ball on the thirty-five yard line. I mean, if the it just makes it more exciting. Is yep, yeah, I agree. I think I think the I mean, like the the team on offense, if they change this rule, you would see more teams going for it on fourth down too. You know. If they're not confident in their kicker, that can you know pin it inside the twenty. It's just things to consider. Those are my three favorite
2: t- takeaways. Um, can I add one in? Uh, the I liked the um, the review process. It was streamlined, and we got a chance to see it on TV. Uh, there was that one game um, with the uh, it was game two of the uh, the Dragons. I forget who we were playing, but. it's – like the, the guys with the ball, like five yards in the wrong direction or something like that. It goes up into the booth and the guy's like, yeah, you need to move it forward, like three, four yards. And uh, yeah, it's a first down. You were wrong. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like, and then the guy in the feels like, okay. And he just goes and does it. And we're done. And we move on. You know, it, there, there isn't, there's too much pausing and reviewing the reviews take 20 minutes in the NFL and that I understand we want to get it right. And maybe in the playoffs they could be that long. But in the regular season, let it go. I mean, okay, we made this decision. Let's move on. You know, I mean, you know, they, there are other teams, there are other sports like hockey that has reviews. They just go to the booth. The booth comes back within 10 seconds of yes or no. Boom, we're gone. We move on. There's no, you know, what do did he do it? Did he do that? Did he do that? You know, it's just that there's too much debating going on and too many different people. And, oh, let's go to our review expert. And bullshit, it needs to be cut out. Yeah. I like the streamlined version in the in the XFL.
0: Yeah, cool. I almost think the NFL broadcast does a disservice to the review process because they because it takes so long to do a dang review. You know, thirty seconds or whatnot. Then they go to some guy who used to be an official, and they get yeah. his take, and then, and then when, you know, when the uh, the crew on the ground when the officials get it wrong, or at least they do the opposite of what the, you know the. "Quote unquote expert uh, says, then the NFL kind of looks like it has egg on its face because it has a broadcast that's second guessing, you know, the the officials.
2: <laughs> yeah, they get the they. I get the impression they think it makes good TV to have that kind of debate or something because they then spend the next ten minutes talking like game is progressing and they're still talking about that call. Yeah, and it's like no, we've moved on. I don't think we're, it makes
0: I don't think it makes good TV at all. In fact, what I think. What I think would make better TV is if you barely even notice that the officials are doing anything because you're there to watch the players. You're not there to watch the refs officiate.
2: Yeah. Cut cut out, cut out. You want to, you want to make it a better broadcast? Cut out about eight of the, of the 47 commercial breaks or more. But anyway. Yeah. Um, I did like, I, yeah, I like the hurried, the hurried up aspect of the game. They're they streamlining it. That's, that's good.
0: I do disagree There's, with Brian's idea of having one foot in bounds i kind of like the idea that nfl takes a little bit more skill you have to have two feet but yeah everything else i agree with i don't but think i I, I don't think i want the three point uh extra point in the nfl it seems like it seems like none of the teams ever go for it <laughs> and uh yeah, i was gonna say I don't,
2: I don't think i ever saw anyone actually go for
0: three i i didn't see it um it just seems like too low of probability. How was the, uh, how was the on-field product? You guys mentioned that there were several players who made some rosters in the NFL.
2: Um, You know, it was a minor league, you know, look at it, look at it from that angle. It It was kind of a, a transition league from you know guys who are good in college but maybe weren't quite good enough in the combine that they got drafted or whatever. So yeah, your 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 quality of play is going to be lower than NFL, but it should still be you know at least competitive or, or you know theoretically a team from that league should beat Ohio State or you know or Clemson or whatever. Um, and I think I think some of those teams could. Some of those teams were competently run and, and probably could have done that. Um, there were some teams that were a little less organized than it showed, like our team, the Dragons, uh, on offense especially. But uh, I think overall the field product was there was nothing, there was no problem with the field product. It was still an enjoyable watch, which is the point. It was a great. It, I just it was great to watch. But I have a
1: question: Why? Couldn't you make more transactions in this league? Why wasn't somebody like Jim Zorn or some general manager, whoever the heck he was, on this team? You know, looking through the waiver wire each week and moving this guy and picking up another guy. I, there's got to be more to that story because I I understand we had got Brandon Silver's the quarterback really high, but he was a worthless piece of you know what, and we should have made a move sooner. But there, you know, there's other players too that. We had a kicker on the Dragons who can make it from barely 20 yards away. I mean, <laughs> right away he should have been cut and they should have, you know, found another kicker that following Monday. I I mean.
2: Well, yeah. we had, we had, originally we had a great kicker, an ex-NFL kicker, but he, but there was uh, something wrong. He couldn't get cleared um, by doctors to play. He was, he considered himself healthy, but he, but the, the doctors wouldn't rule him allowed to play and I'm forgetting on it which, who it was, what his name was, but he he definitely played in the NFL and he'd gotten beaten up in the NFL.
0: One of the, and cha- then the
2: guy we had was a replacement.
0: One of the challenges with the XFL is most of the head coaches were also the GMs. And that's probably a mistake.
1: I agree with that. Um,
0: maybe Bill Belichick or maybe one other head coach in all of football has ever been able to do that. But yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't think having Jim Zorn be the general manager makes much sense, because I think I, it
2: was an attempt to save money. You oh know, no, it's a a, yeah, the, it's definitely that, definitely that. Um, but yeah, we well, there was that, and then we didn't have an offensive coordinator. Is Mike Riley, for whatever reason, didn't show up, and and they couldn't for some reason get a replacement in. And so, yeah, I mean, it's the first year. It's there. There are things that needed to be tuned and tweaked, and yeah, I'm sure that those kind of questions will be addressed. You know, after the after the regular season, after the season was over, they probably would have cleaned some things up before season two. Well, it's kind of a bummer um, because
0: Zorn actually handed off the offensive coordinator duties eventually, um, because Riley, like you said, never came came to the team, never showed up uh, because of family issues. Uh, Zorn finally decided to hand off in that last game that they played. He handed off the duties to to someone else, but they never played the game, so.
1: <laughs> <laughs> too little, too late, I guess.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, because, yeah, being GM, head coach, offensive coordinator, that's just way too much. I think, I, I boy, I, I think had had they, to do it over again, the XFL, that is, I think you get somebody who maybe is an assist, each team gets an assistant GM, so so to speak, maybe somebody who, um, you know, works. You know, it worked for like as an intern for an NFL GM, and wants to get their foot in the door. Maybe you know, uh, maybe they report to the head coach, but you know, they can do all the legwork of looking on that waiver wire, like Solak was saying. That might be an opportunity if, if they ever. Well,
2: I it. mean, just a GM could do that. I mean, if you have if that's all the if it, you know once the season's going, that's the GM's job. Is to, is to manage the roster and go. We're, okay, well, look, our kicker right, but, isn't working out. Let's cut him and get a different one. Right, but we we're talking it, about
0: saving. We we're talking about saving money by not having a GM. Yeah. So I was thinking I, maybe I, you find an intern or somebody that somebody that works your Peanuts, basically.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well said. <laughs> um, but
2: no, I think I think it's just a necessary expense. I think I think the Madeline line is that's that's one of the positions you just can't cut. Well, you I mean, from it.
0: from day one. I feel like Brandon Silvers was pushed on this team because he was their first, there was, he was the first round draft pick. You know, this is, I always feel like, and they never said it, but I always feel like somebody told Jim Zorn, you got to play this guy. Um, When obviously BJ Daniels was a better pick, was a better selection because in that league, the athletic quarterbacks, the ones who, uh, the ones who can improvise seem to do the best.
2: Well, he didn't, yeah, I mean, it, it wasn't a – well, just to clarify, it wasn't a draft pick. They took the top, like, eight – they took eight quarterbacks that they, de- that they they determined as a league were the best eight, and they assigned them to each team. Oh, okay. So I'm willing to bet there was some pressure from the league. Hey, we announced and we promoted and we hyped and we advertised that this is your starting quarterback for their team. So you got to at least start him week one. you know, you got to have a damn good reason to not start him. And so there, there might've been some league pressure of, you gotta, you gotta, gotta make it work for Brandon Silvers because he's your, he's your designated quarterback.
0: His face is on the billboard. is on the program, yeah. all that kind of stuff. They
2: spent, yeah. They, yeah. If you, if you watched, you know, any of the, any of the promo videos, you know, YouTube and all, and, and on their website and all kinds of things, you know, they, there was, there was a, there was a Q and a with, with Brandon Silvers. And, and, and then there was a, there was one with uh, Jim Zorn and they were promoting the league and they, you know, the, this year and season and so forth. And so, Brandon Silvers was like going to be the headline player for the team and they were promoting it. So I'm willing to bet there was more than a bit of league, you know, sunk costs, you know um, uh, you know, we, we've spent so much money advertising him as your team guy. He's got to be your quarterback and doesn't matter if he's not working, he's your quarterback.
0: So like you were our sideline reporter, actually, no, I take the back, you were up in the, in the heavenly press box. Uh, you are a reporter nonetheless for the Seattle Dragons. Out of the rain. How was uh Out of the rain. How was the team? How was the team? What was your what was your initial thoughts on the product both on the field and then also, you know, uh from perspective of how the fans how well they accepted the game.
1: Uh my perspective, I thought the team start with the defense. I thought we had a solid defense. Forgive me for not remembering most of their names, but the defense seemed to pretty much be in it every game. Um, we had a couple of guys that stood out, like Stephen Thompson, linebacker, who I'm surprised hasn't been signed yet. Maybe he's hurt, but he led the league, and I believe it was tackles. Um, we we lost a couple of guys in the secondary early in the season due to injury, but we still seem to be in the game. I mean, we we all went to that. You know, we saw that first game how we how the defense came up and won it, and The defensive coordinator on that team, again, don't shoot me for not remembering his name, but he seemed to run good play calls. I mean, sure there were holes, but every team had holes and throughout the league. I mean, because they're all new players, they all got together in December and and assembled into a team, and and they played football games weekly. But it it was a good effect on offense. We already discussed it, but I mean, Zorn should have delegated the offensive coordinator to somebody else. He had a plenty on his coaching staff to where somebody else could have done that during the game. I think we we would have probably won, maybe at least one other game, gone two and three instead of one and four. Um, it, it was a well run well run team from top to bottom. I thought. I mean, you can't five games. It's really hard to judge it. I mean. I'll give them a C plus, but like just because it was a five game in the season. But I mean, the fan, you saw the fan experience. We had 29,000 at the first game. Everybody was into it. They were not just, you know, Seahawk fans. They were people who love sports, people looking to come have a good time, you know, during the off season. And they all, it was nice to not have other football team, you know, like in the NFL, you Let's say Pittsburgh came to town, he'd have twenty thousand Pittsburgh fans and see them waving that damn yellow towel. But for you know, <laughs> yeah. for for the the Dragons game, you have twenty nine thousand people waving the orange towel, and the fan experience. They had an on field announcer getting everybody pumped in the game, and up in the press box too. They they treated the press like kings and queens. It's just it was an amazing experience. I don't know what much more else I could say. Just how were you? Wait, how are really... you?
0: How are you treated like a king or a queen? Which, uh, <laughs> did you get just, like? Just because I got rained on, <laughs> I, I was I was the poor simpleton that had to sit in the rain. Um,
2: was it? it well, it, I'm questioning their judgment if they treated Solak like, like a king. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean it, it called,
1: you know, hot food, coffee. <laughs> Um, mm. material they handed out, it, it just, you know, they kept us informed during the game, what was going on. It just, if you have any questions, they were there, they had people there to answer the questions for you. It just, um, not, nothing against my experience at Wazoo when I've covered in the press box there, but this, 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 this tops it this, I mean, so in my short more career. Like,
0: so this looked more like an NFL production.
1: Exactly.
0: Okay. Very cool. Very cool. All right. Um, speaking of the NFL, let's take a look, let's take a look, uh, forward because the draft is next weekend. Is that right? Or is it the weekend after it's coming up soon? Two right? weeks Two weeks from now. Okay. It's coming up real soon. And, uh, I kind of wonder, do the Seahawks need a quarterback? What do you guys think? Should they draft one?
1: No. We 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 need more depth in every position on the offense and defense. There's plenty of quarterbacks out there that we we can find. You know, bring two or three to camp. One of them's going to win back up to Russell Wilson. And I'll, if Russell Wilson ever goes down, I mean, I, I don't care who the heck we get, we're not going to succeed. We're not going to succeed without him. I mean, what's the point in wasting a draft pick and mentoring him for the future? He's just going to be sitting there. Russell's got a few years left in him. It's no time to, right now, to, in my opinion, to waste a draft pick on a quarterback.
2: Um, I have to agree. Uh, drafting it would be a waste of it would be a waste of a pick. Uh, we could get an undrafted free agent quarterback and, and groom him uh, if we want, or we could go and we could just like get Geno Smith back or whoever you know insert scrub here. Uh, a guy, you know, like like Brian was just saying, you know, if 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 Russell goes down and he, he misses more than two games, realistically our season's over anyway. So a backup quarterback is kind of pointless in this league. It really is, unless you have, and I keep I, I've I've said this in the past, and I'm going to pull this back to to uh up to the front here, unless you have somebody like Colin Kaepernick as your backup quarterback, who I would love to see us get. Uh but he would never sign as a backup. Um if you were to have him as our backup, we'd have a solid chance of still continuing the season if he if, if Russell went down. But we're not gonna get him and there's no one there's no one worth there's no one in the draft worth and there's not worth a, a draft pick to try and get that because that's just such a small percentage of likelihood. Um and and we're tight on money as it is, so you know, don't get Kaepernick. Go get go get Geno Smith for pennies on the dollar or you know somebody else, some other, you know Ohio State washout. Um, what's his name? The guy who played for the Washington uh, team in the XFL. Go go steal him. He's he can pretend to be an NFL quarterback and would carry a clipboard. But um, he'll do it for cheap. You know, go 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 find someone who can carry a clipboard. Is my point.
0: All right. Well, you guys are wrong, of course. So what we should do <laughs> is spend a sixth or seventh round pick. Is my is my uh, is my thought, and I'm thinking pick. I-, I want Bryce Perkins or Nate Stanley. Bryce Perkins out of the University of Virginia, or Nate Stanley out of Iowa. The one guy I do not want with our seventh round pick is Air Anthony Gordon. I'm not a big fan of this guy, but uh, but I'd like to see I'd like to t- take a shot at somebody that might be a might might be a you know.
1: I'm gonna interrupt you. I'm gonna interrupt you real quick. You go back into I don't know how many podcasts ago you you said you asked me if I thought Air Gordon would be drafted, and I yeah. I said no. I I I messed up. I don't know what I was smoking. <laughs> the guy's a good guy, but he's not a quality NFL quarterback. You said he would get drafted. I think he'll get I, I drafted. Guarantee you, you go, I'm saying hey, I well, I'm
0: saying I don't want to draft
2: him. <laughs> I
0: okay, said fair. I said he would get Wait. drafted. I just don't want him on the Seahawks. That's all.
2: <laughs> <laughs> who were the guys that you were you were you were picking again? Uh, Sorry. I was look,
0: I, I was looking at your favorite your favorite uh, prognosticator of all time, Mel Kiper. Uh, I was looking at his page yesterday, <laughs> uh, and uh, he, he's he's talking about late round picks in Bryce Perkins out of Virginia or Nate Stanley out of Iowa. I watched some videos on these guys. Not terrible, maybe worth a how shot.
2: How about how about Khalil Tate out of Arizona? He's got the physical
0: tools. Got to really get a quarterback coach that can coach him.
2: Well, he can learn from Russell Wilson, and he can learn from Austin Davis, who is younger (laughs) than Russell Wilson and is Russell Wilson's coach.
0: Khalil Tate wouldn't be terrible because you could always, if he doesn't work out as a QB, maybe you could turn him
1: into a receiver. Yeah.
0: I'd be down for that.
1: Why why don't the Seahawks save a little money and just keep Austin Davis as quarterback coach, but they can also make him as their backup quarterback? I'd go for that.
0: (laughs) There you go. That's a pick. Yeah. Okay.
1: That's (laughs) fine. Yeah. Uh, I
2: mean, he's still he's only like twenty eight or whatever. So yeah. Um, (laughs)
1: Yeah.
2: No, I, I, you know, you could probably get Tate as an undrafted free agent. To be perfectly honest, you can get him after the draft. He's rated pretty low.
0: Maybe we don't know. We don't know because He's, he might, uh, look, he might have value as, like you said, a wide receiver and well, I'm looking
2: people's. at him here on, uh, on CBS. and so they've got him rated as a 21st, 20th, uh, quarterback in the draft.
0: Oh, well then he can probably, yeah, you're right. As long as they don't take Anthony Gordon or Jalen hurts. I'm happy.
1: I, I mean, or Jake, 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 Eason,
0: <clears throat> he won't be Gordon there. Jacob go. Eason, someone's going to overpay for Jacob Eason.
2: Gordon's going to go in the late fifth, early sixth. Easton is going to go earlier than you think he is, and, he, and they're going to regret it. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, well, and, it, dep- it depends. Uh,
0: it depends on where he goes. I mean, if he goes to a team that already has a quarterback, and his and the goal for him is just to sit there for a couple of years, that's not a bad situation for him. That's a great situation for him, especially if, let's just say it's the Indianapolis Colts, okay, where you have Phillip Rivers, who's probably got two years left in him, right? Yeah. Um and then you have a you have a genius. I think this guy's really good. I think Frank Reich's a really good coach.
2: You know Oh, man, I love him.
0: You know, if so much like any other situation in the NFL, if you get in the right situation, it could work. Um Oh, absolutely. But there's but if he gets drafted by some garbage team and they expect him to be day 1 <laughs> of a player, it ain't it's not going to work. He's going to get his no. brains brains beaten. Yeah. And honestly I feel that way about pretty much everybody. Everybody's high on Joe Burrow. I'm not seeing it. You know, you put him you you, you put him on LSU who had like an NFL offensive line, NFL wide receivers, you know. <laughs> okay, fine. No,
2: those yeah, those wide receivers are I mean they're all going at the top the, in the first round. I yeah. mean, there's like two or two of them are going to go in the first round. <clears throat> and yeah, when you have that quality receiver in in college you're gonna you're gonna have a good time, you know. Yeah, uh, and yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. Burrow, I'm <laughs> I'm not that high on. Um, uh, Jordan Love is apparently getting a lot of a lot of looks recently. He's getting a lot uh, of love,
0: but he's got the same problem as
2: he's got to sit for some while. And yeah. the last team apparently that was really interested is the Patriots, which would be intriguing. Um, they uh, so Jordan
0: love, Jordan Love's got the same problem as Jalen Hurts. Uh, he's more talented than Jalen Hurts. But Hurts always played in a system that was a, you know, it, it was it was developed just for him. And in, when you go to the NFL, okay, you're going to have to – the quarterback's going to have to fit the system rather than the other way around. That just is well, typically how it's done.
2: Yeah, look and, and Jalen Hurts, first he played on, on, on Alabama. And, they, you know, when you're playing as Alabama's quarterback – you're on easy mode. You've got NFL receivers, you've got an NFL offensive line. It's just not even fair. Then he went to Oklahoma and he's in the big 12 in the land of no defenses. Right. So of course he was scoring 70 points a week. You know, there, there was no, there was no challenge. There was no one on defense challenging him at all. So I'm not really sold on Jalen hurts to be perfectly honest. Jalen
0: hurts. You have to basically tell him to unlearn every bad habit he had in college. And that's that's well that's a huge project and I don't know if I don't know if there's a team that's willing to take on a project like that.
2: No, because my, most coaching staffs have like two years before they get they Fire. get yanked if they don't do <laughs> yeah. don't succeed. They don't get they don't get a chance to have projects, you know? Yeah. So um Tua is the is the other intriguing quarterback prospect, but everything I've read about his 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 hip dislocation and all that. Yes. He may heal 100% now, but the the, the degenerative arthritis is going to happen and it is going to happen quickly. Oh yeah. And, and so it's, you know, I, I I don't, I don't, I think he's a huge risk.
0: If I, if I'm drafting, I stay away from him until about the third, fourth round.
2: He's gonna to go top he's gonna to go like number three to Miami.
0: Yeah, somebody's gonna panic. Somebody's gonna panic Somebody, and take him.
2: some idiot in Miami <laughs> is gonna draft him.
0: And that's why Miami's where they've been for the last twenty years. Yeah.
2: Um Yeah.
0: <laughs> All right. Um question for you guys. Have you heard about Todd Gurley and Clay Matthews not getting paid by the Rams?
1: What do, you, what do you mean? Past contracts? That are, they haven't paid them, or they, or what? Correct, correct.
2: Oh wow! So what are they just refusing to honor their deal, or I actually haven't heard anything about that. Oh yeah.
0: So the Rams have been actually very tight-lipped about it, but um, Todd Gurley posted on his Twitter, you know, hey, where's my, <laughs> where's my money? You know, where's my paycheck? And um, even though he was, even though he was cut, he still owed uh, x amount of monies, right? Um, in the future there's monies that he won't be able to recover because in the NFL you don't have guaranteed contract, but this is for, you know, actual services rendered in the last year. Um, Yeah. They haven't paid it out. They haven't paid out Clay Matthews either.
2: So they think that they um, apparently owe 2 million to Clay Matthews and 7.5 to Todd Gurley. Mm -hmm. And, they think they they believe they're okay so it's a it's a contractual disagreement um they think they're in the right and yeah i i that's strange i (laughs) i can't you know i mean i don't know the wording of their contract so you know i can't really make it make a call but it doesn't make the rams look good
0: well yes and no i mean in the court of public opinion don't the rams just have to say oh covid19 can't pay sorry
2: you know, no, I don't think it has anything <laughs> to do with that. I think it has to do with the fact that because they cut the player by X date, they think they don't owe them X amount.
0: Yeah, well, keep, keep your eye on this one because that is uh, th- that is very weird that – I've never heard of such a thing from the NFL. You know, maybe back in the 1940s or 50s, this kind of thing was uh, rampant, but not in modern-day football. It's very strange. You know, we'll keep our eye on that. Did you guys get a chance to see this trade by uh, the Rams to the, uh, to the Houston uh, uh, Texans? Brandon Cooks traded for something like a second-round pick or something to that effect?
2: It was a second-round pick, went from Houston to L.A., and then Brandon Cooks went to Houston in return.
1: And, and Bill and Bill O'Brien's the worst GM in football. Tell us more, tell us know.
0: more, Solak. Okay. Why is he the worst? Uh,
1: why is he the worst? Is he, he's worse than Matt Millen? Well, yeah. See I mean he traded DeAndre Hopkins away to Arizona and didn't get Jack, you know what, recently, their stud wide receiver. Um, he got this Brandon Cook's trade. Uh last season we got clowney from once again, Bill O'Brien. And we we pretty much stole that deal for what a couple linebackers and I don't remember who the heck else. Uh, we got our starting offensive left tackle. Seahawks did. God, I'm crappy with names today. And can you guys tell me what his name Dwayne is, please? Wayne
0: Brown.
1: Thank you. We stole him. I, in my opinion, was it last year or the year before, but yeah, year before, correct? We, we year before, and we we made off in that deal, and we. He should be or he should be Russell starting left tack for the next five years, and we didn't give up Jack. You know what, as well, and <laughs> Bill O'Brien is an idiot, and I can't believe he he must have something on the Houston owner or something because I can't. The guy should be kicked to the curb.
2: Well, you're you're forgetting one extra detail, which is the the trade that he made um, last year. I want to say, yeah, he made it last year where he traded with the Dolphins and he gave up two first-round picks, a 2020-2021 first-round pick for Laramie Tunsell from the... Um, I think he got Kenny Stills, too, um, from the uh, from the Dolphins, and he gave up some players also in return, along with the picks. And now, at the time, and still to this day, is probably the best left tackle in the game right now, former first-round pick, first overall or whatever, but um, come on. I mean these trades are
0: they're very lopsided you know, what
2: the, you know what the brandon cooks trade is the brandon cooks trade is a response to the court of public opinion eviscerating him for the dondre hopkins trade
0: he yeah. got
2: fleeced in the hopkins trade taking on all that money for that running back that can't run anymore david johnson and yeah and he, and, and losing the best arguably top three uh, uh one of the best receivers in the in the uh, league just because he wanted a raise and then he got eviscerated for, in public opinion for that, and then he took on Brandon Cooks, who's arguably getting overpaid at about the same amount of money that he probably would have paid DeAndre Hopkins. <laughs> yeah. And he cost it cost a second-round pick, and the Rams got out from all that money. And, it, I mean, like, a real negotiator probably could it gotten the same deal for, like, a fifth-round pick.
0: Well, Stefan Diggs went to the Bills – Went, went to that the, was a
2: more, that was a more equal trade.
0: Yeah, for for a first rounder and some other picks as well, right?
2: There were a couple. There were other players that got exchanged in that too.
0: So it kind of, so it just kind of baffles me. Yeah, why if you're sending DeAndre Hopkins to the Cardinals, screw the running back. I don't want the running back. You know, like, like he, especially that contract, like you said, it's you know, I I would think that you should get a first round pick, just like just like the Vikings did. And then a couple of other draft picks that are better than you know with because Hopkins is slightly better than Diggs, right? So you, you would think that's your bar, and then you get a little bit better deal than that. Um, or maybe if you get if you get David Johnson, but the Cardinals have to pay his salary or something like that, I don't know, like yeah, it, none of these deals make much sense, and it goes back to what I was saying, GMs and head coaches for the most part should not be the same guy. <laughs>
2: Good point. Um, <laughs> I, I I just want to say I want I want to go on the record that I, I do love Brandon Cooks. Ever since I hated him when he was a Beaver at Oregon <laughs> State, I've been watching him for many many years. I'm, I'm I'm a big fan of his. He is incredibly talented. I remember wanting the Seahawks to draft him, and they never did. Of course, they never will draft a good running a good wide receiver early in the draft. <laughs> but um, I, I he, he's not DeAndre Hopkins. No, nobody is except DeAndre Hopkins.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and he
2: paid the man. Yes, he wasn't. He wanted a yes. DeAndre Hopkins wanted a raise, but he was still under contract for another year. And he wasn't. He's not the type of guy who'd hold who'd hold out. He's actually a solid dude, and he and he loved playing in Houston. And he would have kept playing as long as you kept negotiating. Right. You know. Anyway. <laughs> so, you, so 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 uh, so Solak thinks he's worse than uh, than uh, than Matt, Matt Millen is a genius.
0: That's saying something. I, I don't know because at least at least Bill O'Brien's gotten to the playoffs. Matt, well, Millen. yeah, Matt and, and they
2: both have they both have very very problematic evaluation skills when it comes to wide receivers. Apparently, <laughs> Solak <laughs>
0: Solak the yeah. uh, Seahawks have twelve million left in the cap, uh, as we know. Jadeveon Clowney wants something to the effect of 18 million. Is this pretty much uh, a no go at this point?
1: Yeah, uh, unfortunately it is. Unless they can still their unless there's a way to maneuver more money around, and Clowney's willing to take a one year deal for 18, 19 million a year, I say move on. I say I still say we have a great chance at Everson Griffin getting him. I mean, he 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 probably costs 10 to 12 million. I I don't remember what the latest numbers were, but Clowney is a done deal. Time to move on.
2: Yeah. Yeah, pull the trigger on Griffin. I
0: think I agree with you guys there. (laughs) Uh, We only got a few minutes left here, so let's take a quick look at baseball. Uh, About a month ago, The Athletic had a great article on best beer in baseball, and they listed T-Mobile Field as the number one uh, the number one, you know, beer options in baseball. One thing I noticed is there's almost like an inverse relationship to a good baseball team and good beer. The terrible <laughs> teams have great beer. The good teams seem to focus all their attention on the game.
2: That's <laughs> well, because you need, you need people drunk to be able to watch, to actually have them come to your games. you know? Yeah.
1: Yeah, true. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we have we do have great beer in this state. Don't get me wrong, but I like your analogy about that. And then Matt was telling me earlier that I think San Diego had the second best. Yeah. And then there, once again, great beer to watch a so-so baseball team on the field. So
0: yeah, I was looking. I was looking at like you said, the Padres were there the next. And then it was like Cincinnati, and I'm like, oh my god, every terrible team seems to be the best. Team. <laughs> <laughs> did you guys? Uh, did you guys hear about? Did you guys hear about the uh, major league baseball wanting to play their season in Arizona?
2: Yeah, I'm not sure exactly how that's going to work. I mean, are they going to fit all 30 teams into what? Like, there's only like nine stadiums, maybe
0: ten, ten if you include the Chase Field.
2: Ten if you include Chase. Okay, so the how, you can, I guess you got you got ten game, ten teams just sitting around for the day.
0: <laughs> maybe you play um, double headers at Because you have
2: thirty teams, well, you have thirty teams, and so you have you have ten playing ten, and then you have ten left over.
0: well you have fifteen games you need to play, basically, right?
2: Yeah, you have fifteen games, but you can't play five of them because you only have ten stadiums.
0: Maybe you do a double header at Chase, triple header,
2: I and know. or yeah, but who and who gets Chase? Because Chase is the nicest of the well, maybe not the nicest of the fields, but it's it's you know <laughs> the best venue there. You get the most for most well, I guess. There's no, there's no fans, is there? So I guess revenue from the fan base doesn't matter. So do you I don't know. Have, actually. Do you
0: will have, <laughs> have teams arguing, though. I mean, the Mariners and the Padres have their own complexes. They're not giving up their locker rooms to another team, are they? I wouldn't. I'd be like, no. Was, no. You go build your own. <laughs> um, that's what I would be like. Uh,
2: I, I guess know. they can play. There's, there's fields at ASU as well, and then.
0: Maybe University
2: of Arizona. I mean, you could you could go down to Tucson, I guess, and play the University of Arizona one, and but that's an hour and a half drive. So I don't know. I mean, yeah, I don't know how they're going to fit all the teams in there. There, there, I saw one one article that was projecting maybe we maybe we split it into the Grapefruit League and the and the um, we do we do a different. Different, different. Um, not American League and National League this year because it's going to be a shortened season. So we do a, a uh, you know the cactus. cactus League and the Grapefruit League, that could be and they, they broke it down into divisions and, and everything based upon where the fields are in their in in you know in the in the regions. So like the they like they broke down so like the the American League or the Cactus League West was uh, the Royals, the Rangers, the Mariners, the Padres, and the Brewers. Because they're all kind of in the west, northwest area of, of Phoenix. yeah. So the teams would stay roughly in their little area, you know, <laughs> even on that level. So, uh, I don't are. know, that's it's something to do. I mean, we, we, if this is the lost year. It, 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 everything is going to be, you know, this is going to be the asterisk year for everything. So why not do it a little different? So,
0: like, what are your thoughts on that?
1: I... Uh, I, th- I think it's stupid to have everything played in Arizona. I mean, we got this pandemic going on, and it just—who who say, it? Oh, they're, oh, they'll have 50 fans in the stadium or whatever BS? But I mean, it's just going to make Arizona more and more crowded. Um, it, whoever came up with that idea should be fired at MLB. Is probably the, the stupid commissioner, right? <laughs> but <laughs> I, I, I guess Let's I look like 2.0. I guess we could say. I mean, I'm I'm okay with you know the Grapefruit League slash uh, Cactus League and keeping what Matt was just saying a little bit ago about it. But right now we need to worry about the the world just getting better. And and like you said, there's going to be asterisks on the season. But let's let's get better first, and let and be able to go back out there and and, get back ready for the season. Then they can come. Come out and tell us what the
2: hell we want to do. Just- well, just sorry, sorry. Uh, the the uh, to give you an idea here, of the timeline we're talking about for uh, the current projections of uh, of our of our stay at home policies and so forth. Um, Anthony is it Fauci, how do you say, is the 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 head, the head the lead dude who's um, advising the administration on uh, infectious disease. Um, he actually came out on the press conference either yesterday or earlier this morning and said there was a real degree of normality for the nation will not probably won't happen until November. So Mm. we're not, you know, we're not really going to be back to everything open and the full economy running for a lot longer than everyone really wants and thinks. And some parts of the uh, economy might open up between now and then, but you know, take what we can get. So that's why I'm saying, you know, it's going to be an asterisk year. Um, Let's do what we can, or maybe do the um the uh the baseball uh, World Baseball Classic, uh, like World Cup type tournament, like we were talking about uh two or three podcasts ago, a week and a half ago, or whatever. I two love, weeks ago.
0: I love that idea. Might as well just turn it into a tournament, round robin or something. I don't know. Do it in September, call it good, call it a season.
2: <laughs> I think yeah. the
0: MLS should do the same thing too.
2: Yeah, I like that idea. Make a make a mini World Cup.
0: Cool, cool, cool. Hey, uh, Solak, we're getting towards the end of the show. Did you have any shout-outs for this week?
2: I do.
1: I mean, we cover a lot of sports teams up here in the state of Washington, but I just wanted to give a shout-out to uh, Everett Aqua Sox, minor league affiliate of the Seattle Mariners. Um, I, obviously, we don't know what's going to happen. It sounds like we're not going to have any minor league baseball. But, I mean, it, it's a great organization, and if you guys can – go online and check out their product at milb.com ML, forward slash Everett Aqua and check out their product and help support. I mean, they want us to support the local businesses. They're a good local business to support. And then once, if, we, if we do get a chance to go out and watch them play this year, uh, I highly recommend going out to watch them for a good time. And then our own Bellingham Bells, it's a college summer baseball team. I, from what I'm reading online, there's more of a chance of them playing a partial summer league than the Everett Aqua Sox. Go up to Bellingham, watch some fun baseball this summer, you guys. It, it, it'll be worth worth it. Just Stephanie Morales, their general manager, she runs a great organization. Just want to give those two clubs a shout-out. Cool.
2: Uh, shout-out. to thank- will It'll be a sad summer if we don't get to see either, <laughs> either team play. It really Absolutely. will. Absolutely,
0: Definitely. All right. Well, thank you guys for joining the show. Thank you guys out there for listening. Check out all our great tweets at Seattle Sports Union. As well, check us out at seattlesportsunion.com. Have a great day, guys. We'll see you next week.
1: Happy birthday, Abe. <laughs> Thanks.